You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. So we've declared this year a year of wonders beyond description. And some people saw for the first time how terrible God can be. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Mm. Yes. You know, it was Rick Joyner that said, he said, if you only know the love side of God, he said, you'll be deceived. You'll be deceived. If that's all you know about God, if that's all you focus on, the love side of God, he says you'll be deceived, especially in the end times. You will definitely, unfailingly be deceived. <laughs> Why? Because God is love, yes, but that's not all he is. Amen? There is the severity of God. Hmm? Yes, there is the fierceness of God. There is that side of him. And there is the terrible side of God. Yeah, you want to be well-rounded, then you better embrace all of him. Okay, he's a God of justice, he's a God of... Um, he's a righteous God. He's a God of truth. He's a God of grace. He's a God of mercy. You know, all of that. There's so much to say about him. But I'm telling you, there's a side of God we want to be revealed that has not been revealed yet. There's that jaw-dropping side of God. How many people want to see that? Yeah. That when he does things in your life, jaws will drop. That's what we want. Amen. So that's what we're pressing into this year. So we're pressing into this year. So we'll have some time of prayer, fasting, consecration, and all of that. And then we'll take it from there. But get ready. Then someone say, get ready. Yes. The Lord will do wonders in your midst. Yes. So I'm sharing with you this morning on getting ready for wonders. Or preparation for wonders. For the manifestation of wonders. Or the wonders of the Lord. Not just wonders, because there are some people that wander all over the place. That's not what I mean. <laughs> but I'm talking about the wonders that reveal the almightiness of God. Where the omnipotence of God is made manifest. And sometimes in tangible ways. Sometimes in the realm of your senses, not just in the spirit. Hallelujah. So let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning. Thank you for your word, which is spirit 
and his life. I ask, O oh God, for grace this morning. Possess these lips of clay. Sanctify these lips. Let's, let these lips be your lips. Lord God, speak to your people. Touch every life that needs to be touched. Transform what needs to be transformed. Change what needs to be changed. Shake what needs to be shaken. Destroy what needs to be destroyed. Uproot what needs to be uprooted. Plant what needs to be planted. Establish what needs to be established. Thank you, Jesus. We bless you. We bless you. We appreciate you today and always. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to Jesus. So, God is, uh, he is beyond description. All right? God is beyond description. There is no human vocabulary that can accurately capture and describe God. So, there are little here, a little there, a little here, a little there that the scriptures have revealed to us. The scriptures have revealed to us different aspects about him. But there is much more that is yet to be revealed. You have experienced God in one way or the other. Each and every one of us, I believe, have, have got personal experiences of God in one area or the other, in one capacity or the other. Right? But make no mistake. For eternity, you'll still be learning about him. Some people have the impression that when we get to heaven, we just know everything about God. <laughs> You're kidding. If you think that way. Because somebody said that one of the reasons why the angels in the, in the throne, before the throne of God, keep crying, holy, 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 holy. Non-stop is because they bow, they say holy, they, as they say holy, they bow, and they lift up their eyes, their faces, then they see another aspect of God that is different from what they saw previously. And it strikes them, and it inspires them to bow again and say holy. Hallelujah. And then when they lift their heads again, they see another side of God. And it hits them. And then they bow again, holy. So they, it, it's like an unending revelation. An unending revelation. An unending... God is just, he's just showing glimpses. He shows a bit, he shows a bit, he shows a bit. But he has much more that will take forever for you. 
So you would have thought that because they are there in his, uh, before his throne, and because they are seeing all the time, they keep seeing him, that they will now be so used to it. And then they will now become familiar with it. Is that not so? Yeah, because each of us, you might see something that excites you. How many people have seen something that excites you? You remember when you bought that car? Remember the excitement? Hallelujah. Hmm? Sonny, you remember that car? When you bought that car? The first time. It was exciting, right? You entered that car and you were like, feeling this is, this is it. And then after some time, the novelty wears out. The car that, that used to excite you all of a sudden becomes just ordinary. You agree with that? Yeah, but that, that is, is, is not like that in our relationship with God. It shouldn't be. Yeah. So the more we press into him, the more. That's why I love that song. The more I know you, the more I want to know you. Hallelujah. Yes. The more I know you, I know, I know you today. Then tomorrow, I, I, I want to know you because I don't know you tomorrow as I know you, as I knew you yesterday. So tomorrow's knowing is different. Come on. From yesterday's knowing. So that was, that was what was happening to, to the angels in Isaiah chapter 6. Let's turn there. Come on. Oh my goodness. This man, this prophet, he was prophesying before then. I mean before this time. If you read from chapter 1, he had been prophesying, prophesying. And he got to chapter 6, verse 1. It says, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. May you see the Lord this year. Amen. May you see him on his throne this year. May the veil be opened so that you can behold him on his throne. He says, I saw the Lord. I saw the Lord. I didn't make it up in my mind. No, I saw him. I didn't make it up in my imagination. No, I saw him. It was open to me. And I saw the God of wonders. It says, above it stood seraphim. Each one had six wings. With two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. You know that the, the, the theme of our fast is set apart, exploring the holiness of God. Hallelujah. If there's any message that the, that the church needs today, is holiness again. Because now... Nowadays, you can't even tell. 
But the Lord is helping us. Yeah. So, he covered his wings. I mean, with six wings, two covered his face. So, he can't look into the, the holiness of God is too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then they cried. One cried to another and said, holy, holy. Is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. That is what we are praying for. We want this nation to be full of the glory of God. Amen. Do you believe that? Do you want that? We want the glory of the Lord to fill, fill the entire world. So, the angel is flying, using two wings to fly. Two wings to cover the face, and two wings to cover the feet. I wonder, what a spectacle to behold. Try to imagine that. How do you do that? Amazing. When you see the holiness of God, when you see the glory of God, when you see the, the wonders of God, you will respond differently. Not, not, not two people will respond the same way. <laughs> Amen? Yeah. So that's what Isaiah saw. And we're praying and trusting God that you will see some things that will cause your jaw to drop this year. Amen? Amen? Yeah. Jaw dropping. My goodness. But let's go to Joshua. Let's look at Joshua chapter 3. Verse 5. Joshua said to the people, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So when God wants to do wonders, God's people need to prepare themselves. We need to prepare ourselves because God wants to do wonders among us. He wants to do wonders in our lives, but we need to prepare ourselves. So he says to them, sanctify yourselves. Sanctify yourselves. Set yourselves apart. And that's what we're going to start doing from tomorrow. Hallelujah. Why? Because of the wonders of God. The wonders of God require preparation on our part. It's like when, they, when he was taking them out of Egypt, he had to prepare them. Did you notice that? He had to prepare them. They had to go through the Passover. They had to apply the blood. They had to apply the blood of the Lamb before they could leave Egypt. Because God was going to pass through the land and do some wonders. Can you imagine? It's a wonder that every firstborn in a nation dies in one night. Is that not a wonder? It is a wonder. Every firstborn dies 
even the firstborn of the dog, the firstborn of the goat, the firstborn, every single firstborn died in one night. So when they woke up in the morning, the whole nation was in mourning. The whole nation was in mourning, except the, the Israelites. Hallelujah. Why? Because they were prepared ahead of time. They were prepared ahead of time. And because they were prepared ahead of time, they knew what to do. God had given specific instructions. God had given specific instructions. So God is going to begin to give us specific instructions. How to prepare for his wonders. Hallelujah. How to prepare for his wonders. It starts with preparing our hearts. Hallelujah. Let our hearts, let's make our hearts ready for his wonders. Because the manifestation of the God of wonders is not the same as the manifestation of the God of love. It's not the same. Because when he's coming as love, he's coming to save. For God so loved the world that he gave. Am I correct? Yes, that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believes in him should, be, should not perish, but have eternal life. So love sent Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. The love of God is what sent Jesus to us. But now, when he wants to do wonders, remember in Egypt, he didn't send... <laughs> It wasn't a love manifestation there to the Egyptians. To the Israelites, it was the outstretched arm of God. Hallelujah. It was manifestation of his might. Manifestation of his power. Honoring his covenant, which, is, which he made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He was honoring that agreement. So some agreements are about to be honored in your life this year. Amen. Yeah. Amen. There are some things God will do in your life, not because of you, but because of the promise he has made. There is a promise. There are promises hanging over your head. But are you preparing yourself? Are you going to prepare yourself to receive those things? If you don't prepare yourself, you might just miss it. But you need to prepare. It's a time to pray. It's a time to, to seek God. All right? Set aside some meals. Okay? You won't die. Touch someone say, you won't die. Yeah. Even if you are diabetic, there's a way diabetics fast. You can still fast. If you are confused about it, there's a doc there are doctors in the house. They will tell you how to fast. Don't overcome sugar. Okay, whatever. Dr. Sunny is one of those. Can I come and meet her? <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So, but we have to prepare. You prepare. And preparation 
you know, it's, you, first of all, your heart needs to be right. Okay? Your heart needs to be right. You need to set yourself apart. In other words, you need to cut off certain things. It's not life as usual when you are preparing to receive the wonder-working power of God, the God of wonders in your life. No, it's not the same. You have to prepare. And the quality of your preparation will determine what God can do and what God will do. So let's get ready. Turn to someone and say, get ready. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. So God told Joshua to tell the people to sanctify themselves. Why? Because the next day, God was going to do wonders in their midst. Let's look at the wonders that God did in their midst. What is this wonder that God did? He hmm? say, sanctify yourself. Look at, let's, let's read on. Then Joshua spoke to the priests, saying, Take up the ark of the covenant and cross over before the people. So they took up the ark of the covenant and went before the people. So he spoke to who? To the priests. Because according to the law, the priests are the ones that are qualified to carry the ark of the covenant. Do you understand? Not everybody can carry it. Why? They have been prepared by God. They have been qualified by God to carry the ark. You remember the story of Uzzah? Yeah. When they were bringing the ark from the camp of the Philistines, because the ark was there and it persecuted the Philistines, and so the Philistines couldn't keep it again. They decided to send it back to the Israelites. No, I'm talking of a different account. It was during the time of David. During the time of David the king. Yeah? So David wanted the, the ark because he's been king. Throughout the reign of Saul, the ark has, has been gone. And David says, let them bring it. And they put it on a cart. And they were celebrating. It's a good thing to celebrate. Because the ark speaks of the presence of God. All right? Yeah, in the midst of his people. So as they were going, the thing, I mean, first of all, it's not supposed to be on a cart, Right? They put it on a cart. And the thing was slipping. And Uzzah, he wants to protect the ark. He touches it. God kills it. Phew. Say terrible. That is terrible. How can God do that? I thought God is a God of love. How can you kill somebody who is trying to protect the ark? You see, that's your carnal thinking. You don't understand God. No, God had already given clear instructions how to carry the ark. If they had obeyed that instruction, they would not have had that problem. It's supposed to be on the shoulders of the priest. 
Uzzah was not a priest, neither was he a Levite. And he's trying to help God. How do you defend God? God struck him there for his error, and he died there by the ark of God. Do you, know, do you see there's another side of God? Yes. <laughs> so I sometimes I say, God is a killer. And so people struggle with that. Why would God be a killer? He says, I'm the Lord. I kill. I make a life. A killer and a murderer are not the same. So he's a killer. He's not a murderer. The devil is a murderer. God is not. So there's a side of God that kills if you doubt, and some people say, oh, it's because it's the Old Testament. What about Ananias and Sapphira? Right there in the New Testament. Thank God that God put it there. Because if God did not put it there, I don't know what we'll be preaching. God put it there on purpose so that he can balance us, keep us balance. So we don't go off balance. And don't get deceived. He says, I am the Lord, I change not. He has not changed. The only thing is that he has made provision and he has sent Jesus. Hallelujah. To cushion the effect. <laughs> if I may use that word. He, he, he is our peace. So Jesus came to bring, put peace. Because there is a side of God that when it manifests, it's, it's terrible. Tell someone it's terrible. Hallelujah. So, these guys, the Bible says in verse 7, And the Lord said to Joshua, This day I will begin to exalt you in the sight of all Israel, that they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. So you see, there is a day that God decides to exalt you before people. So you can be going through, living through life, going through stuff, and everybody is making a mockery of you. But there is a day. Don't someone say there is a day. I'm telling you, when God decides, okay, I want to do wonders now. That's the time. <laughs> now is the time. Now is the time. So he says, I'll begin to exalt you before all Israel. In other words, the whole nation. Imagine God saying, God saying to, to me, I'm going to exalt you before the whole of South Africa. That's hectic. The entire nation will now see and say, wow. And they will begin to have reverence. Reverence. So once God begins to do that, then people will revere 
Not only God, but also you. Hallelujah. You know what's coming next. (laughs) We're in a season of wonders. So some wonders can happen now. And they will just see that phone will just find itself here. (laughs) By wonders. Hallelujah. It will just appear in front. (laughs) In the offering basket. (laughs) By wonders. (laughs) Hallelujah. It says, you shall command the priests... Who bear the ark of the covenant saying, when you have come to the edge of the water of the Jordan, you shall stand in the Jordan. God is giving instructions. He's preparing them. Okay. You are going to come and then this is the river Jordan. He says, carry the ark. Step into the river. Stand inside. Stand inside. So the priests are carrying, you know, two in front, two behind. They're carrying the ark and they're standing there. Right? And let's read on. You'll see something here. <laughs> I told you something on New Year's Eve crossover. When God comes down, things happen. Is that not so? Okay. Let's, let's read on. Where are we? Verse 9. Okay. And Joshua said, By this you shall know that he will without fail drive out from before you the Canaanites and the Hittites, the Hevites and the Perizzites, the Girgashites and the Amorites and the Jebusites. Behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth is crossing over before you into Jordan. So he's telling them, all right? These guys, they've crossed the Red Sea, right? And 40 years down the line, that generation is dead. There's a new generation now. Okay? The Red Sea is behind them. Now they are before Jordan. Do you notice that these ones didn't complain when they were before Jordan? Unlike their fathers. Their fathers, when they were before the Red Sea, they be, Moses, are there no graves in Egypt? Now you've brought us here to kill us. Hmm, you and God have connived. You've conspired against us. What nonsense is that? But these ones were not like that. They're before Jordan, but their heart is different. Hallelujah. Their heart is different, so they don't respond the way their fathers responded. Now let's, let's look at verse 12. It says, Now therefore take for yourselves twelve men from the tribes of Israel, one from every tribe. And it shall come to pass, as soon as the soles of the feet of the priests who bear the ark of the Lord, the Lord God of all the earth, shall rest 
in the waters of the Jordan. That the waters of the Jordan shall be cut off. The waters that come down from upstream and they shall stand as a heap. Say wonders. Look at that. So the priests are carrying the, 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 the ark, right? They're carrying the ark and they step in and they're standing there. Then there are um, 12 representatives. And then he says that once that happens, the God of all the earth is going to come down. And he will sit on the river. Whew. Look at how look at how God parted. So when God sat on it, the water couldn't pass. <laughs> As it's coming from upstream, it just formed a wall. Why? God is sitting there. The God of wonders is sitting. Hallelujah. He's sitting right there. I told you when he comes down, it's time for wonders. So he's sitting there and the water is coming, but it stops. And it's, it creates a wall and the rest of the water is going. But there's nothing, you know, that now the, the ground is dry. The God of wonders. That's how he parted the sea. During the time of Moses, God told Moses, stretch your rod. And divide the sea. By the time of Joshua, no, God is going to do it Himself. Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. God is going to do it Himself. He's going to come down. Why? Because the people have sanctified themselves, the people have prepared themselves, they have consecrated themselves. And because they have consecrated themselves, they can handle the presence of God. Hallelujah. Unlike during the time, the other, the other, their fathers, when they, were, when they were before the Red Sea, they had not sanctified themselves. Amen. They didn't consecrate themselves. So God didn't have to come down. He just asked Moses, Moses, you do it. Remember I made you God to Pharaoh? Use that power. Divide the sea. Until they were inside and that, then God formed the cloud now. You know, then he came in the cloud and looked at the Egyptians. He came down to deal with the Egyptians. But the Israelites, they had passed. Here God says, no, I want to be, I want to do it different. God always works differently. Think that you can put God in a template. You know, when a, in our technology age, everything is templates. There's template for everything, right? There's template for everything. But you can't have a template for God. You can't. The fact that He did it like that yesterday doesn't mean He'll do that today. So He sat there and then. <laughs> So it was when the people set out from their camp to cross over the Jordan. 
with the priests bearing the ark of the covenant before the people. And as those who bore the ark came to the Jordan, and the feet of the priests who bore the ark dipped in the edge of the river, for the Jordan flows, uh, overflows all its banks during the whole time of harvest. So this was a time that there was a lot of water. Glory to God. And the waters which came down from upstream stood still and rose in a heap very far away at Adam, the city that is besides Zeratan. So the waters that went down into the sea of the Arabah, the salt sea, failed and were cut off, and the people crossed over opposite the Jordan. Hallelujah. God is going to part some rivers for you. God is going to make a way for you this year by wonders, by the manifestation of wonders. God will make the impossible possible by the manifestation of wonders. He will manifest things in your life. Jaw-dropping manifestations. Hallelujah. So, we see here, then the priest who bore the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan. And all Israel crossed over on dry ground. Until all the people had crossed completely over the Jordan. Incredible. Some people think that these things were just made up. No. It's because they don't know the God of wonders. This is the time for us to begin to pray for God to manifest his wonders to our generation. So that people who do not believe, they will start to believe again. They will see the wonders of God in your life. The people you've been talking to about the Lord. One day they will see some wonders. They will come to you and say, take me to Jesus. I want to know this is your Jesus. I can see that this your Jesus is real. Yeah. Telling you. So we need to prepare ourselves. Prepare for the manifestation. In fact, prepare to host the God of wonders. How about that? Can you prepare to host him? Prepare to host him in your life. Prepare to host him in your home. Prepare to host him in your community. Let's prepare to host him in this city. Imagine God residing in Midrand. It's possible. Amen? But let's prepare. Let's prepare. I remember years ago, we were praying in, in Devina. Praying. And with a friend of mine, just praying. And then he shared with me, we're praying, <clears throat> praying for Midrand. And he shared with me an experience that one of his um, church members had. The church member had a dream and he saw it's like Midran was like, it's like there was a light 
from Midran. That he was from far, but he could see it. It was so strong in Midran. Hallelujah. And he says the light was brighter than the sun. Hallelujah. What is that? That's the glory of the Lord. Amen. And so he was looking. He could see it. It's like, wow. Why is, why, why? And it's like the whole of Midran was lit. And that's what we had been praying for. So when we pray, you better believe your prayers. Turn to someone and say, believe your prayers. God answers prayers. The fact that you don't see doesn't mean that he is not working. God is working. And we're still going to see some things here. We're still going to see some things here. Why? Because the God of wonders is going to come down in our midst. Hallelujah. He will tabernacle in our midst. Amen. Amen. And I've told you before the time will come that we we don't even need to pray for people. They will just come and be healed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They just walk past here. They will just be healed. Why? Wonders. Manifestation of the power of God. Yes. People will be set free like that. No sweat. But we have to prepare for it. We have to prepare for it. Amen. Hmm. Yeah. I see time is going. We want to break bread. <laughs> it's our first communion. Yes. Oh my goodness. How many people are excited? Yes. You want to get ready for wonders. God will do wonders in our midst. God is going to do wonders in our midst. We want to prepare ourselves. Yes. There are some mind-blowing testimonies that are going to begin from the month of January. Do you understand me? From this month, we're going to they will start, they will begin from January. Mind-blowing, jaw-dropping testimonies. I'm ready for it. I don't know about you. Hallelujah. Lord, my God, come down as the God of wonders. Do wonders in our midst. Answer us. Lord God, by terrible deeds and righteousness. Answer your people. Every prayer that is going to be prayed here, that you will hear them. Lord my God, I pray in the name of Jesus for every soul, every soul in this house and every family represented here. Lord, I pray for the manifestation of wonders. Unusual wonders in the name of Jesus. Lord God, I usher them into the realm of wonders from this year, oh God, that will begin to walk in wonders. 
our lives will be living wonders. We'll see financial wonders. Hallelujah. Miraculous wonders. All manner of wonders. Whatever kind of wonders you want to do that will give you the maximum glory. Lord, I ask that you would release over your people. Is it in their businesses, in their careers, in their relationships? Lord God, in their dreams, in their visions? My Lord, let it be released in the name of Jesus. We banish the spirit of unbelief. Unbelief will die in this house. In the name of Jesus, I curse the spirit of unbelief. Thank you, Lord. Let faith rise. Let it be amazing wonders. Unusual wonders. Wonders beyond description. Wonders that there is no vocabulary to articulate. That's what we ask for. Let it be released. Prepare our hearts for that. Help us, O oh God. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Now we're going to take the communion. No. The cup symbolizes the blood of Jesus. This drink. Drink of the vine symbolizes the body of Jesus if you didn't receive this anybody if you raise your hand you will be given alright thank you Jesus and this wafer symbolizes the body of Jesus that was broken for us That day, after supper, he took the cup. First of all, he took the bread and broke it. And he said, this is, <clears throat> this is the communion of the body of Christ. He says, this is my body that was broken for you. blessed it and gave it to them and then he took the cup as well and he said this cup is the new testament in my blood so Lord Jesus I pray as we partake of these emblems let the same power let the wonder working power that raised Jesus from the dead no, let it manifest. So it's not just about his death, but it's also his resurrection. Because without his resurrection, his death is of no significance. So Lord, let your power be released in the house. Let your people be ushered into the realm of wonders beyond description. 
as we partake of this, we receive the grace for wonders beyond description. That our lives this year will be full of wonders. We will see your wonders in the land of the living. Thank you, Lord. Amen. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.